What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition, a 2023-2024 edition of SSPN Postgame. And the first SSPN Postgame recapping a game that includes Victor Wembanyama, Ethan. Mm. Yeah, it's a magical feeling, Jude. I've been waiting. How long has it been since it was announced we had the number one pick? Was that back in April? I think it was May, May 16th. May 16th, I believe, was the lottery date. May, June, July, August, September. It's been a long five and a half months Mm -hmm. of waiting for this moment, but it was worth, it was well worth the wait, Jude, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys that are in here right now. I see Callow5, Wizard8000, of course, my guy Tanner as well. We appreciate you guys being in here. Um, Let's just jump into this box score, Ethan. Why would we, why would we waste any time? So, obviously, the story of the day, of course, is going to be Victor Wembanyama and, and Chet Holmgren as well. Um, I guess we can just start off with that matchup because really that's what jumps off the table, Ethan. Give, give me your thoughts on how they matched up tonight. And, and really, I know this is a Spurs show, but like, I think this, it's, it's a good time to also talk about what we saw from Chet too because this is going to be a rivalry for the Spurs for a decade if things go well for both teams. Yeah, um, to start off, they didn't play the exact position. I kind of hoped that they would, but Chet really played that five spot while Wemby was playing definitely the four. Um, so Wemby wasn't really defending Chet, yeah. but Chet was defending Wemby. And when they were going at each other, especially in that first half, I think that's really Chet only played the first half and Wemby only played like a couple minutes into the second half before they pulled him. But it was really just going back and forth. They have such similar skill sets. They both can put the ball on the floor, get to the rim and finish. They can also pull up from three point range and have, you know, obviously a really, really, really good handle for somebody at their size. But, you know, I'm taking Wemby at 20 points, four boards, a couple blocks, like, (laughs) He was playing very aggressively for his first game. And, and in that first game in Summer League, he had a lot of rust, a lot of nerves, a lot of right. things to learn. Um, that wasn't the case tonight. He looked very comfortable. Um, he looked like he was looking for his own shot, but also had the vision that we kind of saw in that silver versus black scrimmage that we were expecting to see tonight. Um, but at the same time, you got to give Chet his props because he came out and he did his thing as well. Um, and I have nothing against Chet Holmgren. You're right. This is going to be a matchup to watch. For the next, I mean, hopefully two decades, right. injuries, but at least one decade for sure. Yeah, and that's kind of why or excuse me, that's kind of why I wanted to touch on Chet, just because yeah. of the fact that like this probably will be somebody that we'll be matching up with for for years to come. Mm-hmm. And we've already had some past playoff battles with the Thunder, Ethan. We yep. we might have more in store, but man, I don't even know where to start with Victor. I mean, I guess I can start with our man Wizard8000's comment here. I know we're covering ourselves up, but he says Wemby is for real. And I know that, you know, obviously I don't think anybody was coming in here thinking that it was just going to be a total implosion. But when you get to see some of the plays that you saw tonight, like I texted you during the game on the the up and under jelly layup. Yeah. <laughs> I've, just, I've just never seen anything like that watching basketball, Ethan. It, he had the hang time of someone that's like 6'3 with a 45-inch vertical. That's what's weird about it. Is it literally looks like we made like a my player that's 7'5 that has the ability of a guard. Like it's so shocking because you haven't seen that yet. Like Chris Knapps, Porzingis, like there have been guys kind of at that size that are very skilled and unicornish. But you're right. I've never seen anybody do something quite like that. That's otherworldly, alien. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why Nike's branding him as the extraterrestrial, as we've mentioned many a yeah. times. The other thing I want to talk about is is his three-point shooting, because I know that was that's kind of one of the things that maybe people would point at coming into this season. Uh when you if you just look at the percentage that he had in France. But as you saw tonight, even on the ones he missed, went two for five tonight, which is forty percent. Um Obviously, you know, a bigger sample size. I'm not trying to say he's going to be a 40% shooter. I'm just saying that he shot well tonight. And those last two threes that he hit, like in the way that he hit them coming off screens, remember how we were talking about that pin down action that we Mm -hmm. saw? I know that wasn't necessarily a pin down action there, but just any situation where you're getting him on the perimeter running off screens, the fact that he can hit those shots, especially the last three he hit in motion, you know, kind of similar to the one-legged threes that we saw in all the highlights, you know, going into the draft and, and throughout last season um, that that I liked his confidence. I liked the way his shot looked from there. Um, and then, of course, when it comes to his scoring on the interior, I mean, we we saw the luxuries of having a dude with an eight foot wingspan that the first missed free throw. He just mm-hmm. grabs it and then it's like, oh. No one can contest this. I'm going to drop it in the basket. Like, yeah. There's just some stuff that he does that you can't guard. And, and you know, the the Thunder broadcasters, that was the the stream that I had uh, to watch the game. They were saying the same thing. And and the same thing can be said for Chet. You know, he got a couple baskets on uh, on on Zach. Obviously, I get he's seven foot one. He's not seven foot four. And that is a giant difference as we you could even see tonight. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, when you have that type of height, you know, you're able to just watching both of them do that the way that they did, where they just like dropped it in the basket. I saw a bunch of tweets throughout tonight talking about how it feels like you're watching the future of basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way that I felt watching Wemby. I'm just excited to see what they look like playing against like real deal centers, like against each other. Right. It was one thing because they're both slender builds and have similar skill sets. But when they go against Embiid, Jokic, AD, Giannis like these are the matchups that I'm looking forward to seeing but my buddy Tanner brought up a good point about Wemby um like what's the value of having Wemby cheat on defensive rebound opportunities and I think what he means by that is running out in transition like basically as soon as the opposing team shot went up he was out in transition and he got a couple baskets early on doing that Uh, but what's the value in that compared to you know if he were to crash the board because of that eight foot wingspan seven foot frame and actually you know because he only had what five tonight yeah, um, which you would expect a lot more from somebody at his size. Yeah, and and for for context, like Chet had nine, right? Yeah. Um, but I think also, and and not even to necessarily make excuses, because I agree with what you just said. Um, but at the same time, he he is playing the four, and we're yeah, playing him a little true. bit more on the perimeter. And you you saw Zach working a lot tonight in the paint, even when things didn't go well for Zach. Like he was the guy in the paint. Same thing mm-hmm. with Bassey. We did get to see like. I think it was only like a four-minute stretch, but we got to see a little bit of Bassey and and Wembenyama in the front court together. Um, I, you know, the Shams report was legit. Yeah, <laughs> I know that Pop and and the guys they're saying we're trying to figure out where he's going to play, but I think the four is where he's going to be at at least you know at 19 years old as of right now. We'll see as the years progress and if he adds more muscle. You know, maybe when he's 23 years old and he's maybe up to like 245 or something at that point, you know what I mean? Or maybe we'll have to see how much weight he puts on. But it seemed like he did insinuate in at media day that he wanted to stop right now. But 
kind of it seemed like he was insinuating that he would continue to put weight on in mm-hmm. future off seasons as his body kind of grows and develops. So that could maybe be a Sohan Wemby front court way down the line. Obviously, there's a lot of contract stuff there too. Um, but as of right now, it seems like he's going to be at that four position. And so I think that that might take away from his rebound stats. Long-winded way of saying that. Yeah, for sure. And I also just like watching him in summer league and in, with his Paris team and watching highlights, he really doesn't f- like that's not his game, like fighting for boards. Like I know he's seven foot four, but that's not really what that he is does. true. He's, he's always kind of wanted to push the tempo and get out in transition. That's kind of always what he's done. And it, it was effective when we could actually get the rebound over Chet, um, which proved to be difficult at times because poor Zach, 6'11 compared to his 7'1". Uh, but he was really fighting down there. Shout out to Zach Collins. He put he was putting in work. My poor guy was on the ground probably just as much as he was standing on his two feet. Yeah, and, and our guy, Two Clutch Corey, makes a great point here. Facts, can't wait to see yeah. Sohan and Keldon next to him cutting hard when he gets it at the elbow off his flashes. Um, we saw a little bit of that tonight. Our boy Doug. Doug had a lot of good cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, Malachi as well. The little yes. drop that Malachi has, you know, there's so much that we can get into. I probably should go back to the box score, but we had to start off with Wemby, of course. So I guess any final thoughts on Wemby before we kind of get into the rest of the roster? If this is what he could do with this team in a first preseason game again, with all this hype, I just can't wait to see what he's able to do with KJ and Jeremy also playing alongside him because those are two very physical that add a lot um, dimensionally to our offense and defense because I don't think Josh Giddy would have had as good of a game as he did had Jeremy Sohan been matched up against him rather than Trey Young. And we just saw the comments that that Keldon made that made the rounds around Spurs Twitter just talking about how he's going to be the enforcer. You know, he feels like he's going to be an enforcer, but it's also going to be a team of enforcers. And probably if you wanted to have a big three of enforcers, it would be Zach Keldon and Sohan so two out of the three guys were out tonight and then on top of that Sohan and Keldon are also two of our five best players um Mm. you know just in all honesty as well so for sure that's something you have to keep in mind but I mean at the end of the day it's still a preseason game and Shea Gill just didn't play for them so I think it it kind of evens out um Mm -hmm. but I think you know overall it was just it was just so fun to watch man but the other thing okay getting into the rest of just other than Wemby though the other thing I wanted to talk about was rotations with you. Mm. Um, and I know that, how do I put this? I know that kind of coming into it, we maybe we had slotted Devontae Graham as the backup point guard. We had kind of slotted maybe it was either going to be Shetty or Doug, you know, maybe even Doug starting tonight. Maybe like we weren't sure what the three, the backup three was going to shake out as right we knew Keldon was going to be the starter but we weren't sure what the order was whenever it came to Champagne, Doug and Shetty Osman mm-hmm. and also another thing that you talked about was Mamu Kelishvili uh it, well excuse me was Shetty Osman playing the four which he came out tonight and that's what he was starting at and he came on the floor and played much longer than Mamu you know so mm-hmm. kind of coming into this I think you and I at least me I had suspected Devonte and Mamu maybe being the the backup point guard and backup four, but tonight what we saw was a lot of Blake Wesley, and then we had Doug and Shetty out there as well, um, and that's kind of why we said we didn't want to shun all possibilities. But I think we got some inklings in the rotation. I think that Blake Wesley is going to be the backup point guard, Ethan. 
I'm not mad at that at all. If he can continue what he did tonight, I know again, only 18 minutes of play preseason game one against backups, but he came out with significant energy defensively and he didn't look lost to me at all. Like last year, that was his biggest problem was Mm -hmm. lost defensively and then just making ill-advised mistakes offensively. Zero turnovers, very good defense and Gave me flashes of, dare I say it, a young DeJounte Murray. <laughs> I would say he's a better shooter than DeJounte, naturally. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he hit that one through. I know it was a, like a, um, a shot clock violation, but it had good form. He looked way more comfortable and at ease the entire time. And when he came in the game, I was the same as you, Jude. was like, oh, like Wesley. Okay, I guess Devontae Graham is uh, the third string. And the way Devontae played tonight, you know, left a little bit to be desired in my eyes, but <laughs> no, no, no disrespect to him. I, I know again, one no, game, I get but... you. I get you. It's just so funny. Cause literally the first shot he took, bro, was a contested three, like yeah. no hesitation. <laughs> like first time he gets the ball, just immediately shoots it. I'm like, Oh, but, yeah, but if... that, that's kind of why Devonte is fun though. <laughs> oh wait, Blake Wesley had one turnover, excuse me, one turnover. There you um, go. But, but definitely just body language wise and, and, approach to the game looked way more comfortable so if he can continue doing that i have no problem with him taking those backup minutes and in fact you know in the season preview we both agreed like even if he didn't take a jump might as well play him right like, what's the point in not uh yeah like just to make Devonte improve a little bit more like I, I don't i don't i don't see that happening yeah, I think, and and you know, you don't want to overreact too much from a preseason game, True. but but defensively, uh, he he looked he looked great. I mean, in comparison to last year, and like we said, like I just said, it is a preseason game, so it's hard to say that anything is great after that. But yeah. still, it looked like a significant improvement. And as our man Mark just said, his shot selection has improved. His finishing is still a work in progress. But I would say that still, the the step back three, uh, the little mid range that he found. It seems like the shot arc and everything in those, um, I guess you could say, motions during the shot, if you will, because a lot of Blake shots, you know, are like moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in the mid range at the elbow when he when he finds a spot mm-hmm. a little bit similar to Malachi. Now that I kind of think about it, yeah, he's different, a different, but but similar. Um, the finishing, it, it looked a little better tonight. And and I don't think we would have given him all those minutes and just played Devonte in the fourth quarter if that's not what we're aiming for. And considering he was a first round pick, it also makes sense. But I do want to acknowledge what Tanner said earlier, how he said, could Wesley over Graham tonight be a vet slash young guy thing? Like, and I think what he's saying there, right. And I could see that. I mean, I wouldn't be because you, it's going to do more for Blake to play these minutes in the preseason than it will for Devante, even if Devante is going to end up be the backup point guard. But I really think with what I saw tonight and the way that think about it, Basically, all of like the people who are going to get like we know for sure are going to get minutes this season played for the majority of that third quarter. And then, of course, we saw Barlow and the gang come in in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know Barlow what I mean? The gang. <laughs> so, you know what I'm but you get what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I feel like they're playing those those other guys together because they're going to be playing together in the season. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. But but that was kind of what I took away from Blake. But that wasn't the only thing, Ethan. Because Julian Champagny got the start. So tell me what you think about that. That could be just a preseason thing. We fit he'd, we think he'd fit best with this lineup. But one of the things that we talked about in our season preview was that he has, we don't know what his ceiling is yet. Yeah. And we kind of do know what Shetty and, and Doug's ceiling is. 
I was not surprised by it. Um, he can kind of play two or the three. He doesn't need the ball. He can be an off-ball shooter, you know, move off of screens, good cutter, solid defender. He did not play well tonight, 23 minutes, one for five. That one shot was a three. He missed his other three, so 25%, mm-hmm. minus 15 in the box score. But, you know, his frame is, you know, at 6'9", long arms. Um, I don't have a problem with him taking that spot. He kind of reminds me. And I always, I always do this, Jude, and I know it probably annoys some people. I always compare some of these guys to like championship level Spurs back okay. in the day. But he's given me, he's given me flashbacks to like 2012, 2013, Danny Green. Where okay. Like we, we picked this guy up literally off the trash heap. He was a, he was a Danny Green was Austin Spurs first. We brought him up. I don't think we had two ways at the time. I could be wrong about that. No, we uh, didn't. Yeah. But, but he became the starting shooting guard, not because he was better than Manu Ginobili, but because he kind of fit there next to a ball dominant point guard and Tony Parker and could be a, a defend a three and D guy. Mm-hmm. So that's what I expect from him moving forward. Will he start for the rest of his career? No, obviously not. He will probably be a backup three or even the third string three, depending on how things shake out with Doug and Chetty. But um Moving forward, everyone knows I'm high on on Julian Champagne. I like his game. He played really well at the end of last year. Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll have to see, but that could be a sign of of how the rotation is. You know, it might be. Yeah. I don't know though. It's it's hard to see them taking Doug off the floor, but maybe that's how it stacks out right now. Um, it could have also. Been, sorry to cut you off. No, I, I completely forgot. This is probably the most important point. To go to your point, what you were saying about Blake and Chetty and Doug playing and, and the majority of the time together, and, and you're like, okay, maybe that's the rotation. We're trying to get chemistry with these guys. Maybe that's the thought process with putting Julian in the starting lineup because you don't affect that backup unit, uh, and they have time to gel together. So That could be the case as well, too. But uh, another takeaway, though, here, Ma- uh, Mamu, our boy Mamu, he he really didn't come in until, like, was it? Yeah. It was the fourth, third quarter? Fourth quarter, I think. Yeah, fourth quarter, right. And that was Shetty Osman playing the four. And, you know, the one thing I noticed as soon as Shetty stepped on the floor because he's playing next to Doug, you could see the difference. He, he's bigger than Doug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not only in just height, because they actually did release that. Doug is now listed at 6'6", officially, uh, on the Spurs roster. I know he's been listed at 6'8". So. Um, but he's 6'6", like 225, and um, or it might be a little bit less than that, but... Shetty is 6'7", 230, and he looked like it. And mm-hmm. you had mentioned that. You were really – I was kind of more leaning towards Mamu. I just thought that that was what it was going to be after what we saw from him at the end of last season. Um, but Shetty is just a pure Spurs role player, dude. He talked about how every foreign player like dreams of coming to play for the Spurs. We talked about his championship experience as a role player, man. He – I, I I like it, and and I think that he is a better option than Mamu. I know it's just one preseason game, but I think I was just reminded of Chetty's experience, and mm-hmm. also the fact that he can like he had in his size as well as I was just talking about. So that was something you mentioned could be a possibility, and it seems I, I would be very surprised if Chetty doesn't end up a part of the bench rotation. I would too. I mean, he is much more physical of a presence than I had thought. Granted, I don't really watch the Cleveland Cavaliers all that often in my spare time, but I expected him to be kind of exactly like Doug, but he has a little more little more physicality to his game than Doug McDermott. But they also play right. off of each other very well. There was a couple moments in that first and second quarter 
where Doug and Chetty were basically passing it back and forth to each other as they dip, dive, dodge, duck, dip, dive. Like They were running pick and rolls at times together. Literally, and it was really hard to defend because they were both so um, quick and, and you know talented when it comes to cutting and moving off of screen. So if we can play those two guys, and I don't know who the backup point guard will be. Maybe it's even Trey Jones if Jeremy starts at the point guard. But with Trey Jones being that facilitator, when you have Doug on their left, Chetty on your right, Malachi being that scoring presence, um, that's tough to defend. Yeah. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For sure. You mentioned Trey there. I'm just trying to jump to all these guys because yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure a lot of other people want to hear about Devin. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, but Trey, you know, you can look and see three for nine, but really I, I thought he pr- played a pretty solid game. It's the same thing. We, we talked about it in the preseason preview for Trey or the point guards, what we want him to improve on finishing on floaters there were a couple that looked good and then we still saw a couple that didn't look as good I like the three-point shot bang that to start I know he missed one later or did he miss one he missed or did, two, was, I think okay I know he got fouled on the other one I think that was the second one he got fouled on I like that um still you know a work in progress in those things but I would say that I did it seems like it's a little bit better yeah um, I think that his offensive game will be better this season. Not saying it's going to be world beating. I just think it'll be a little bit closer to Tyus. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, his jumper looked smoother at the very least. It's There's no hitch in it. It comes off his hand cleanly. Um, he looked confident out there. He looked comfortable. And I will say this, though. Uh, part of his struggles, if you want to call them that, were due to Cason Wallace, who was an absolute fiend defensively i mean nobody could really bring it up the court comfortably when case and wallace was defending them so shout out to him i think that's more so a case and wallace compliment yeah than it is a trey jones uh critique well and and i mean all love to trey but like straight up as much as you know he has more experience over case and case is just a physically bigger more athletic dude from kentucky um that can kind of, I mean, he's six, four, you know, a little bit more muscle. Like he, he has the ability to kind of impose his will a little bit as much as he's a rookie. So I think that's a great point there. Um, okay. So let's talk about Devin because two for seven, you know, it, it didn't look like the greatest shooting game. He did have three steals though. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about it. I, I think he's just finding his, he's just finding his place. <laughs> yeah. It, it honestly didn't look like we were, trying to get him the ball that much that's another thing yeah maybe we only seven shots maybe it was okc's defense but it to me it just felt like we were moving the ball to other guys i.e Wembanyama. like like (laughs) he just didn't feel like he was a a key part of the offense in any way so of course he's going to struggle because he's a guy that needs the ball in his hands to be effective and i don't want to give him excuses two for seven obviously not a great night but I'm not worried about it either. Yeah, not a not a terrible night either, especially when you factor in you get three steals on the defensive end as well. Um, and there were some times, I think there was one time he he did get beat, but they're always showing effort. That's another thing I want to talk about. Now that this kind of leads into it, the way that we play, 
you could can't you see a little bit i mean i know it's similar it's like kind of what we were trying to do last year but with like more intensity but you can see a difference and i know that this was a high scoring game and they talked about being better defensively but and and i know that the second you kind of see they built a 19 point lead it looked a lot better and then you let them come back in with the same roster so you don't necessarily that wasn't you know you got to play a complete game yeah but at the same time i think you did see some things that really show some promise for this season whenever it comes to our effort in our switches and the just the intensity on it like it's this we kind of complained last year about switch everything and I think a little bit of that and I remember doing that specifically because I was like oh guys are undersized and that's just letting guys get buckets well one now that I think about it when you have Wembenyama he can that that kind of cleans up a lot whenever you switch everything because he can kind of close out from everywhere but aside from that fact the intensity that we're like our rotations just like the effort and the intensity is like just at another level and that makes it look a lot better as a scheme concept does that make sense oh yeah absolutely and i think it starts with pop he's probably set the tone early on in training camp i mean they've all talked about it nonstop in their in their media availability is last year was about learning and developing we're we're trying to win this year i know they won't just because of the sake of the Western conference and the parody that's there. And we're still a very young team with a lot to learn, but at the same time, there's, there's been an attitude adjustment for everybody. And I think it's clearly visible in the defensive end because defense is what an effort stat. Like, yeah, I mean, there, there is, that's all it is really. I mean, there's definitely some things you have to learn as far as rotations and scheme, but it's 90% effort. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got to talk about Wemby defensively. We kind of talked about him offensively. And the first thing when you're talking about that is J-Dub gets the crossover. Yep. Clean crossover. Yep. Poor guy still gets stuffed, man, because he can just recover. It you can He can get crossed up and still block you. Like, yeah. And the crazy thing was, it's just like he does a little stumble, and then he's like, okay, he's over there. Let me just, like, give effort. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he, he impacts a lot. Um, not only with just his own ability in one-on-one situations. And it's so funny too, because I think he's going to get the timing down because mm-hmm. there were so many where he was like just fingertips away and like they went in and it's just like still the fact that he even got that close to potentially blocking it from when the shot was taken. I think he's going to get the timing down on more of those and we're going to see... I. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many blocks he averages this year, dude. He might have a chance to like be like up there like two or three yeah. i know that sounds crazy ambitious but who in the nba i mean okay maybe minute bowl but like minute didn't move like him like who who's had an eight foot wingspan that moves like him it's not like you know like I don't, i'm not trying to disrespect other people it's just he's just you can't really include him in the standards of other discussions whenever it comes to blocks when you mm-hmm. consider his body frame <laughs> yeah no you're right it'll come to, it'll have to come game to game that might be ambitious but it, it'll depend on the matchups right because like tonight he only had one block and why that was in my eyes was he was guarding lou dort j-dub you know it's like three fours mm-hmm. and so he was at the three-point line for most of his defensive um possessions so if he's guarding guys that are like true fours and they're kind of in that dunker spot in the mid-range he's going to get a lot of blocks because of what Tanner's saying. He he has the potential to be the greatest recovery slash help defender out there. 
because of his length and he, he has such great instincts as far as, you know, has a knack for the ball and can find it and block it because it was eight foot wingspan. So it'll depend if he's doing that, he's going to have six blocks a game. If he's guarding guys along the perimeter the entire time, it might be a struggle because he's just not close enough, even for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and just going back to Devin a little bit, um, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I just completely blanked there. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but offensively as well. So we just talked about the defensive concepts, right? Mm-hmm. Offensively. And this kind of t- this is what tied into Devin. You mentioned how we weren't trying to get him the ball. I wonder, you know, this is just the preseason, but I really wonder. I mean, I think we're definitely going to have an emphasis probably getting him the ball more as the regular season comes. But I also think at the same time, we are just like playing like willing passers as an offense. Like the, the the first thing that pops into my mind, think about last year with Blake Wesley. I mean, it was it's it wasn't Devontae Graham level, but it was like he would just try to go get a layup in transition almost every time. And there was one today where he like, and it was after he he had taken a bad shot earlier. He just stopped and dropped off, you know, uh, it wasn't it didn't even get ended up getting made, but just dropped off a wide open three to Shetty in transition. Mm. And it's like that type of stuff. You know, you talked about Shetty and Doug passing the ball, Wemby and Zach passing as well um, in the post. The intensity whenever it comes to ball movement and also the effort when it comes to ball movement, kind of same theme as defense, right? Mm-hmm. A notch up. And, and that also impressed me. And it makes the offense look different despite the fact that the concept is is still basically the same as last season it's a free form offense and i think we tried to do it last year but it was really a struggle because we didn't have anybody to draw to like we talked about non-stop last season with victor it opens up everything and i i really think just him being on the court being on the team and the, like you're saying the you know everybody's improved a little bit and the effort and then and the aggression is has been notched up a little bit everything should fall into place where we struggled last year executing offensively that shouldn't be the case anymore Mm -hmm. you know the more i'm thinking about it as we talk you can tell we're being intentional with those things we're much more intentional about those those things that we're talking about and intentionality will breed better execution and that's something that's still going to have to improve throughout the season. I think we, and it's just a preseason game, but still, I think we saw tonight that there's still going to be some things execution wise that, you know, we have to work on and clean up. But at the same time, we didn't have Keldon and Sohan. So mm-hmm. you don't want to take too much away from it. But another guy that a lot of people have been talking about in the comments, Ethan, that I think we should also touch on is Charles Bassey. He had 12 boards tonight, led the team in boards, a quiet 12. That's crazy. I looked out. I didn't realize it was that much. He had two blocks as well, uh, three for five, six points. Um, man, he, I... Brian Wright mentioned on the silver and black scrimmage, he was actually the first person he mentioned when they talk about having a breakout year. Um, I'm just, I think he is a very uh, solid center. And and I don't think that his ceiling is capped yet either because he's so young and we have him on a four-year deal for 2.5 million every year. So <laughs> dude, mm-hmm. like two years from now, that might be like one of the best contracts in the league. Um, we'll have to see, but I love his physicality. Uh, you know, he... He's a, he's a run, jump, and dunk center. 
You know what I mean? But also yeah. he he showed he's got a little bit more skills to him than that, though. I don't want to disrespect him too much. You can go watch the the Austin Spurs G League tape from last year. Um, and he definitely also has some passing skills um, as well. So I loved what I saw from Charles. I know a lot of people are talking about him maybe starting over Zach um, in the comments. And, and you guys can have your opinions, but we're just uh, that's just not going to happen because. I mean, Pop said it last year. Like, it's just, it's not yeah. going to happen. Um, if it does and we're proven wrong, then, I mean, great, because that means that Charles has really taken a jump. But just with Greg Popovich's comments last, like, at the end of last season, I just, I really don't see that being the case. Um, but with that being said, I love Charles, and I'm so glad he's on the team. And he played Ag- great tonight. Agreed. I love Charles Bassey. I think you covered him pretty well as far as his strengths and weaknesses. Uh, for those of you trying to say that he should start over Zach because of their performances tonight, or he eventually will, to be fair, Charles really didn't match up with the starters at all for OKC. He didn't have to endure Chet Holmgren reaching just over him and grabbing rebounds. Zach was. So like if, if you really watch like their individual, t- I wish you could have that tape, just like every possession Zach played and every possession Charles played completely different matchups i still love mm-hmm. charles really physical great rebounder good dunker solid presence on the court but zach does way more for our offense um and until Wemby's will able willing and able to take kind of that that role from zach i think zach will remain the starting center yeah there there's a difference between chet and jalen williams I think is a good way to yeah, put it. No disrespect yeah. to Jalen Williams, but you know, another thing that's popping out on the, on the stat sheet, Ethan, that I didn't even realize. And we talked about him a little bit. Malachi went six for eight tonight, two yeah. for two from three, one steal, uh, one block as well. 15 points. I texted you during the game. I just said polished Malachi. Cause that's what he looked like. I mean, we talk about, you know, all of the, you talk about the bench unit this year. I mean, he really, I, might be like an automatic 15 i i know you had 15 tonight it's not going to be every night but it's gonna i think it's gonna be close to that because last year he averaged 10 so i know we got wemby so there and there's going to be you know more sharing and and the other stats will have to still be distributed but when you think of his role off the bench yeah uh i think 15 is really a safe bet honestly I think that's definitely within his wheelhouse based on what he showed us tonight. He's just, yeah, smooth is probably the best way to put it. He looks mm-hmm. so comfortable out there, like at ease. I don't want to say this because he's not the exact same player, but you know how Paul George just never looks like he's struggling? Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Same vibe, same confidence right. level. Yeah. And and the fact that that translated from Summer League was, was really nice yeah. to see. Really nice to see. Um, Man, any any other final? Th- oh, there's there's one thing we haven't mentioned. That, I think that, I know where you're going. Yeah, you know exactly where I'm going. With I was about to say. We it. saw Charles Bediaco tonight. I did see Ken Birch, but it, I don't think he's touching the court ever. <laughs> hey, hey, bro, he was he was, hey, he was there. <laughs> he was happy to be there. He's wearing a Spurs shirt. He's got not new new blonde dreadlocks. That's how I noticed yeah. him. I was like, who's the guy with the blonde dreadlocks? Oh, if there's somebody on the team who I don't know who it is, of course it's Ken Birch. <laughs> but uh-huh. when, bro, when they put Betty Ako in. <laughs> bro, I mean. Poor guy, man. We're, I mean, he's just sitting there to get cut. 
<laughs> I mean, shout out to my guy, Ken Birch, man. He's just this season's <laughs> Al Farouk Aminu. That's all he is. But even Al Farouk Aminu played in the silver and black uh <laughs> Like he played scrimmage. in preseason too. Yeah, he and the difference was he wasn't on the team for like almost a year. Yeah, Kim Birch <laughs> has been here literally since last February. Uh huh. Yeah. Since the trade deadline. That's nuts. Oh, Tanner, yeah. Tanner, we were getting there. We were getting there. Right here, <laughs> Tanner says no. Serge Ibari mention. I, I was gonna get there. He had the three that looked nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'll be, in, he'll be in Austin. <laughs> he'll be in Austin most of the year. But really, I I mean, like when you saw that three that he made, it it reminded me of the seven threes he made at Texas in in one of the March Madness games. Um, I'm, I, I I love him as a uh, as a two way guy. Um, but I think the uh, Betty Ako being out there, I, I would be very surprised if we signed somebody else to a two way. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet too. Just because, also, like you mentioned last time the framework of the roster where we would need depth is another center. So I like Serge Barry Rice's pump fake so much. It honestly gets me going. Uh, but he got swatted really bad at the end of the game. <laughs> he did. He I did. really thought he's going to, who else got, wasn't pass. there somebody else who got swatted? I know there Probably. was a couple posters, but they, Oh, I think oh. Mamu said Mamu got swatted. I don't know. Okay. My boy Barlow, man. Poor guy. I was so happy when he got that rebound off the Devonte miss. I was like, he's gonna give I us the lead. I forgot about that. He's gonna give us the lead. And I then forgot. He missed, he missed the layup, man. Oh, poor Barlow. He One just he, he he missed. Knew you were watching. I know, bro. I wanted I wanted so bad for us to come back and win this game, just I so I could have just so I could have came in it, it, but not because like so we could win and like yeah. the stream would be great. Like I mean that I did want that. But really, at that point, like when we were down like, you know, nine or something and he checks in at the six minute mark. I was like, if we come back and win, this, who checked in at the six minute mark? That's what I was going to be in here saying. I was going to be saying Dom was the reason. <laughs> you know what? Say what you will about Dom. He had zero points on zero for three shooting, two boards, <laughs> two assists. And you know what he still had, Jude? What? Plus nine in the box score. My guy just makes impact being out there. (laughs) He attacks the space, Ethan. He attacks that empty space. (laughs) They don't know what to do. You know what? That's tied for the best plus minus. It was Dom Barlow, Charles Bassey, and Serge Barry Rice with plus nines. This was the other one I was thinking about, Boudet. This this was the other one. I thought he was about to have a poster, and Kenrick Kenrick swatted him. Kenrick Williams, man, I... I've never really dived deep into his tape, but I was shown how he was like kind of Herb Jones vibes tonight. Like I can see why the Thunder love him so much. He he plays hard on defense. They're a deep team, dude. Shout out to the Thunder. We're going to hate them for, for years. Yeah, it's tough, but like you could tell like all the boos for Wemby. Yeah. And that was the other thing. We haven't talked about this. When we're we're getting those foul calls now because of him, man. Yes, and we are. I don't I'm sorry. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. I've I've watched two fine I grew up on the my I mean, I the first Spurs finals I really remember is 07, but even re- the real like conscious finals, right? Like kind of new basketball was with the two Miami series. And it's like, <laughs> we saw them get every, I-, I know that there's obviously some calls that went San Antonio's way too. But like when you're playing 
but you grow up in those LeBron series. It's like, they just felt like they got every call, you know? Oh yeah. And it, and it feels like so many national TV games, like the Spurs, like it felt like, and, and, and I know we're Spurs fans, but it really felt like we were riding the fighting the refs too. Cause we're not the, the media darling. And it's like Wembenyama. Now we are. <laughs> and I'm not mad at it. I don't feel bad. I'm just like, this is makeup. This is justice for all the years. We didn't get these. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I'm just hoping my boy, <laughs> Keldon Johnson can get a couple of these fouls just because of like he like that's my friend kind of beat you know because mm-hmm. my boy my boy goes to the rim ninety percent of the time and gets bodied and doesn't get any calls um, but yeah Wimby's already at that level he's already surpassed LeBron as far as being <laughs> the face of the league he's oh up there oh my gosh man oh my gosh I'm trying to think if there's any other final thoughts I have on tonight but I, I think we've covered it all man uh, CD Sissoko. Nothing in the stat sheet, but plus five, baby. Two um, assists and a rebound. Uh, yeah, but he's him. Um, and, you know, if I, I really just wanted us to really what I wanted to happen, I didn't want us to win. This will be my final note, Ethan. I wanted us to go to overtime mm-hmm. uh, because then I could have texted you and I would have said, Dom came in in the sixth minute to send us to overtime. And now we're about to be elite. You know what I'm saying? I just hope he gets some Dom Wemby minutes, bro, next game. Dom, we need him again. We need we need to we Oh need to my put poor Wemby boy Dom, man. Dom, yeah, not Wemby. Of course he's in there. Look, it's gonna be it's gonna be all fine when Dom's getting thirty and fifteen in like a month and playing for Austin. It's gonna be great. Couldn't agree more. Okay. I know I said that was my last thing, but I do have one more question for you off of this comment. Boudet says, can't wait to see the KJ drive and kick out to Wimby for three. Um, <laughs> Tanner says, that's the worst sentence Jude has ever said. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm with I'm with Mark right here. Dom Dominate. and Nate here. <laughs> but okay, seriously, how do you think that, what are you excited to see from Keldon and Sohan like mixed into this? I think there's going to add another layer to our offense. Is a, a phys- both physical presences that do very different things offensively. You know, mm-hmm. Jeremy's going to create for everybody. Keldon is going to add another layer of scoring capability. I think he'll get his most open shots because Wemby's on the court. Um, and the ball movement, I think, will be even better than it was tonight because those guys have been practicing together. So the cohesion, knock on wood, theoretically should improve with just them being on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to make it as simple as this, but you kind of already said a lot of it. So I think what I'll say here, I think that Keldon is going to add a lot to our offense. And I know he's taken pride in being a defender. And I talk about the disrespect all the time. So I'm not trying to say that he's not going to impact the floor on or that side of the floor. But when you're talking about Sohan and Keldon, I think and obviously we've talked about Sohan's playmaking, but just to simplify it a little bit, I think Sohan's going to make a big impact on our defense, and I think Keldon's going to make a big impact on our offense. Them boys coming. They That's coming. The, Char- the Charles Barkley <laughs> quote. Remember that? <laughs> to, to be honest, okay, okay. <laughs> them young, I, he, he said, them young I'm, boys coming is what he dude, said. Dude, I'm, I'm so, did he say that about <laughs> us or just No, no. He said oh. that, I can't remember which team he was talking about because, man, these boys, these boys coming. 
just like that and Shaq and kind of like Shaq and he's like looking off camera at the, <laughs> the crew trying not to laugh oh my gosh you know I'm so dude I'm such a like I realize how much of a Cajun I am because when you say that it's just like I'm thinking back to 2018 at Orgeron after the Alabama loss he was like we coming that, that's oh. the first thing that pops into my mind but anyways <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe below y'all hit both of those buttons we appreciate the crowd out here tonight i don't know if all of our post games will be 45 minutes but it's Wemby's debut so we kind of had to give all of the the first reactions to everything and if you want to stay updated with the show and all the rest of our reactions this season follow us on twitter at sspn almighty at jude mclaren and at ethan underscore quintero we appreciate you guys we'll catch y'all in the next one we'll see y'all later